Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. (laughs) I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what is happening in the world of social media. And today's show is brought to you by Restream. So that is the technology we're using to go live to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and um, Amazon Live, and you can go live to over 30 other online destinations. So find out more about that at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash restream. That's right. And today we are joined by my friend Aaron Sell, and we're going to be talking about uh, Facebook's new live audio rooms and podcasts. And we're going to explore Spotify's Green Room, the latest product launch they talked about that's taking on Clubhouse. Pods with a Z, a new podcast discovery tool, also now brought to you by Spotify since they acquired it recently. And she's going to also, Aaron's going to give us her tips for promoting your shows and podcasts and so much more. So glad that you guys are with us today. And another one of our sponsors that we cannot go without mentioning is the way we are doing this amazing show is with Ecamm, uh, the way we can bring up lower thirds and all the cool stuff you see on your screen. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash you can. So if you don't know who Erin uh, Sell is, uh, I can't wait to introduce you to her. She is a marketing and social media strategist, speaker, and podcaster. She is founder and CEO of Socially Powered, where she helps take the fear factor out of your small business or nonprofit social media management and strategy. And she hosts the Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, a digital marketer's guide to emerging technology covering blockchain cryptocurrency, and social media disruptions. Everything that I have no idea about. So I'm so excited. Erin, <laughs> welcome to the show today. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. This is this is going to be awesome. Cool. So the focus of today's show is mainly about audio and podcasting. So you have been a podcaster for quite some time. How long have you been podcasting and what made you start? Well, so I actually just started my own show. (laughs) It's kind of a funny story. I started it right before Social Media Marketing World last, or wait, not 20, (laughs) yeah, 2020. Would have been 2020. I was like, what year is it? Um, Which was the last conference, you know, that we went to before the world shut down. Um, But I started it thinking I would go to World and talk to everybody and record all these shows and then I recorded two shows <laughs> because I quickly realized that I that's just not what I wanted to do at World. And one of those shows, because it was my very first time doing it, I recorded a great episode with Kim Garst. And then 
didn't realize that I had the wrong switch turned on. <laughs> and so I was using a Zoom handheld mic and I had two, you know, right. um, regular mics, but I didn't have the right switch turned on. So everything was recorded on the Zoom and not on the mics. And so you couldn't hear it. It sounded like crap. So, you know, just one of those fun things that you learn when you're first <laughs> getting started. Um, so yeah, I really only started my own podcast about a year and a half ago, but I've been working with podcasts for about four years now, uh, started working with Joel Com and Travis Wright on the bad crypto podcast, um, originally started doing their social media for them. And then that turned into, I was producing the podcast and then basically now I do everything you can imagine for the podcast. So. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't, I don't think people realize how much goes into a podcast. A lot of people think, yeah, hey, you just turn on a mic and start talking and it's done. But no, there well, is a I lot. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. You can do that. But. Usually, that, yeah, there's some more, especially with what, like uh, the podcast you mentioned. I think it's still the top uh, crypto podcast, if I remember right. I mean, it's way, way up there. So um, yeah. one of the things is, you know, so podcasting has been around, you know, a long time and, but it feels like they've been around forever, but they're actually getting more mainstream notice recently. And we're going to talk about that a lot today in an article by deadline. It said the podcasting business used to be kind of considered the wild west of in the entertainment industry, but now mega deals such as if you haven't heard about it, but like Joel Rogan's, you know, hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. And then Amazon recently had a 300 million uh, acquisition of a Wondery show. So it's really, really quickly maturing. So, um, you know, as these podcasting mega deals flourish, more of these A-listers are showing up. There's more potential for scripted stories and more opportunities. Ken, you know, you kind of give us an overview of the current state of podcasting as you see it, Aaron. Well, I definitely think that it has become more mainstream, whereas, I mean, I remember back in the day, I'm trying to, I seven, eight years ago, maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, since I'm here in Puerto Rico, I have to give a shout out to my buddy, John Lee Dumas um, and Kate Erickson, you know, for entrepreneur, entrepreneurs on fire. And, you know, I started to listen to John years and years ago. And, you know, he's a pioneer right. in podcasting. And he he they actually just recently signed. A, I believe it's a six figure deal with HubSpot. So, yeah. you know. It just goes to show that you, you know, take something that was hardly anybody was doing and knew about. And, you know, John had this idea that he wanted to listen to the top experts in his ears every day. And at the time, you know, everybody was really most podcasts were only going out like once or twice a week. And and now everybody's on podcasts. And one thing I have I have found interesting due to covid is that I have seen a lot of people that like in the celebrity space that have come out with their own podcasts. You know, I know um, Dak Shepard was doing it before right. COVID, but you know, like um, Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and what's his name? The Smartless podcast. I believe oh, yeah. that that came out because of COVID because they were all sitting at home and they were like, what can we do? Let's, let's start a podcast. Right. right. Um, so, so I definitely feel like podcasting has become more mainstream, especially because of 
you know, what is going on in the world today and that you can't go out and, you know, socialize like we used to. And, you know, we were chatting before this went live about live events and how those are going to look going forward. So I feel like podcasting is a way to connect with others and, you know, get the information that you want yeah. without having to be there in person. Yeah. And I think a lot of people jumped on the podcasting bandwagon and I still think there's, there's, you know, we always think, oh, it's too late to get into YouTube or it's too late to get to podcasting, but I think there's room for everybody's voice and there, and there's a room for it. In fact, one of my favorite podcasters and live streamers, Jim Fuse says, uh, I'm watching over on Amazon too, uh, cause we are broadcasting as Grace mentioned earlier with restream over to Amazon. And Jim, I tried to type to you on, um, uh, like hi on the app, but for some reason it's not letting me uh, send messages, which is really weird. But anyway, um, yeah, so he's a, 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 a his show is kind of a new podcast, but they're doing really well. I want to do another shout out to Sabrina watching with us. Uh, thank you, Sabrina, for watching and supporting us uh, every week. But Grace, let's go ahead and talk about some of these yeah. um, these kind of recent announcements that are that are kind of exciting. And I'm really interested to get Aaron's take on this since she's been podcasting for so long. So why don't you break down the, the news for us? Yeah, absolutely. So this week, Facebook rolled out live audio rooms. It was something they teased back in April. They were testing it out, I think, in Messenger, Messenger groups. And they also rolled out podcasts as part of their plans to bring more social audio, audio experiences to Facebook. So as of right now, only public figures and select Facebook groups in the U.S. can create a live audio room on iOS, and then select podcasts will be available to listeners also in the U.S. So in the coming weeks, they are planning to expand this to more public figures, more groups, and we'll introduce new features on both of them. So I was reading more, as I was reading about this, I thought this was really a smart move because a lot of social media sites, a lot of different products are rolling out a lot of different audio products. There's a lot of podcasting products, but this is the first time I've really seen someone integrate or some company integrate both of them at the same time. What do you think, Aaron, of Facebook's continued investment in new audio only products? Well, I might have a controversial uh -oh. answer here. Just uh -oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on. We, we want it. We want the there, different opinion. You know, I know, right? Um, I just, I feel like Facebook is that person that is just trying too hard. And it's like they, they want, they want everything. They want it all. And I just, I feel like, I don't know. There's, there's a, there's a part of me that, I mean, I'm still on Facebook, but they're just, they, it's like they're they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I just I want to see them focus on, you know, what they do and do that part right versus try to be everything to everyone. And I just I don't know. I'm I I will be really curious to see how long this lasts and if it actually takes off because I really think that what will happen is yeah, it'll be it'll be great for a little bit. And then it'll just go away in a few months, just like so many other things that Facebook has tried over the years. That's so, 
So on that, so uh, Jim goes, amen, Aaron Sell, preach it. So there's a lot of people who, who agree with you. And he also uh, says they try to be all things to all people, which I agree. Here's the thing I was thinking about when Grace brought this uh, to my attention was that, you know, I think a lot of these platforms, because to be honest, we're going to talk about a little bit later is like every platform is doing this social audio thing with that clubhouse kind of pioneered, but it seems like, you know, they all got kind of burnt on stories. So Snapchat came out with stories and then there was all this delay and they saw how big and everybody was rushing to get stories, you know, on their platform, the stories Mm -hmm. type of content. And it feels like they're going like, we're not going to be burned with that again. We're just going to go with social audio, even though nobody knows if it's going to stick around, but that's kind of how it it feels to me. So, um, a couple of things with, um, you know, these, uh, these live audio rooms. So they've, they're supposedly you're able to listen, discover and join live conversations, just like clubhouse. Uh, like Grace said, you can have public figures. You can have up to 50, speakers anyone can listen in but this is the one thing that i really liked is that it offers some cool tie-ins for those nonprofits and fundraisers and the ability to, to support those with like stars and stuff and in fact the article that i was reading says like if you would go live as a nonprofit, i know you worked with nonprofits in the past that you can actually have a ticker like if you're trying to raise money so i can see it because there's so many eyeballs on facebook if a nonprofit went on there and said, hey, we're running, you know, uh, this this thing, we're trying to, you know, adopt a pet or whatever, raising, you know, trying to raise $100,000. And you could actually see a graph during that live audio thing and bringing in guests and, and seeing that ticker grow while you're trying to get that, that spot. I think stuff like that is cool and has a place for nonprofits. But I agree some uh, what with you that they're trying to be all things to all people. So what are your thoughts? I, I, I definitely agree with you on the nonprofit side of things. I, I think that is one differentiator for them compared to the others. Uh, I know, you know, you're talking about stories and I just, it's, I don't, it's crazy to me how every, <laughs> everybody does the copycat, you know, it's like one person comes out with something and then everybody else has to do it. And, and I don't feel like they, I don't know. It's just the, it, it's the copycat effect. And how do you then as a consumer or user of those products, how do you then determine what is the best place for you to be when there's so Mm -hmm. many different options? I know for me, for example, like, yeah, I used to be on Snapchat and I did stories, but I don't, I don't even know if I have access to my Snapchat anymore. (laughs) Um, I, I was, I would do stories on Instagram and then, you know, sometimes I would share them to Facebook. Um, I still do stories on Instagram, but I really only do it on my personal page. Uh, I do think they're great though for podcasts Mm -hmm. um, to share bits and clips of, you know, whatever you're like, if you have a new show coming out or you have a really interesting interview or, you know, just a great clip from a show and I think it's a great way for getting uh, new listeners and getting the word out there about a, a podcast. Uh, but I just, I feel like there's just so much clutter out there with all these different options right, that it right. makes it impossible for you as a, a a business owner, as a podcaster, as a just a regular old person, you know, being on social media, there's just so many options available. Yeah. I want to bring up some, some comments here from, from Scott uh, Ayers. He goes, uh, 
Facebook wants to be the mall where they have everything you need in one place. So you will hang out there instead of going to store to store. Yeah, we would ditch the guy with the orange hair at the mall, Scott. Uh, But uh, (laughs) Gary and Gary says this. I see Facebook as a feed based medium. I can't see myself dwelling on a whole podcast episode on Facebook. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. and Jim goes, is social audio also known as the conference call? Yeah, it, that's what it pretty much is. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I'm wondering if this will happen. That So you, you mentioned it a little bit, Aaron, about um, you're going to have to really know where your audience is. And that's where I think this makes sense is like, okay, if you know most of your audience is on Facebook, then it makes sense for you to you know, push it out or do in a social audio room there. I'm wondering is as these develop and we continue to grow – if it's going to be different segments, because I can see like, um, you know, Spotify, which we'll talk about in a minute with their audio room, that would be more based for musicians or something like that. You know, Twitter is for people who are angry. I don't know. Their Twitter spaces would be there. And then like the Facebook spaces would be for grandma. I don't know, but I can see it being like the demographics, you know, kind of splitting Mm -hmm. in that way. And maybe that would make sense, but it once again comes down to, you know, knowing your audience. So I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So Grace, um, you actually, um, you have this, you were going to talk about the, um, you saw Mark Zuckerberg and this is how excited you were about it. So talk about that. Oh well, to Aaron's point, the, the, the point that she's making. So I saw Mark Zuckerberg testing this. I think it was late last week or something. And he had on this like live audio room on Facebook. But as usual, I was on Facebook doing something else. And I didn't even stop to see what it was about. And so I was going to ask you, I think you already answered this really, was like, do you think audio rooms on Facebook stand a chance when the platform is already so, so busy? And I just, I'm with you, Aaron. I think it's just like, there's just too much going on there. Well, I just want to add, I don't know about you guys, but I know how I listen to podcasts and I'm very, I have intention when I do it. Like Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. there's certain things that I'm doing when I listen to a certain podcast. Like I just don't feel like I would ever go to Facebook to look for a podcast when that's just not what I do. Like I actually listen, the majority of my podcasts I listen to on Spotify. Mm. And I don't yeah. know why that is. It's just that it, for me, Spotify is it, it's simple. It's got like a nice design. It's if I don't want to listen to a podcast, then that's where I'm listening to music. So it just makes the most sense in my brain to listen there. Um, I feel like iTunes or Apple podcasts, whatever it's called now. Um, I feel like it's clunkier and not as easy to, um, you know, like find what you're looking for all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Spotify is just my, it's my jam for podcasts. So, so it's real. it's really I, interesting. I everybody has their own preference there. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because like my friend, Eric, you know, uh, who's been a co-host before Eric Fisher, he listens to a lot of podcasts at like one and a half, two times speed. I can't do that. Oh yeah. So do I. I can't, I, can't, I, do I can't do, I think here of chick mucks and them singing Christmas songs. Every time I try to do that, I can't do it. So, and uh, it depends on the person. I think like yeah. who's yeah. speaking, yeah. if you can, or I've can't. been told, I've been told that listening because I talk so fast anyway, that listening to me like past one is painful so i've had to learn how to slow down (laughs) yeah so so let's talk about this this podcast thing that you just mentioned uh aaron and so like here's what's rolling out with this being able to have um 
I'm hearing an echo. Does somebody have their thing up really loud? I can't. I'm hearing some sort of echo. Is that me? I have headphones. All right, we're good. Um, so I um, put headphones in. What? I'm just probably. It's probably really cavernous right now in the main cave. Um, the thing that I'm the, the these podcasts are rolling out is that people are able going to be able to listen to these podcasts while they're on Facebook with this like mini player or a full screen player experience. They can have their phone display turned off and listen to podcasts, uh, so they can listen to their podcasters on their Facebook pages as well as their news feed. And they also have a pact with Spotify to integrate this um, their audio player on the Facebook app too. So it's kind of weird to me that they're partnering with a competitor, but. And this is a question that I Uh-oh, think is really going to buy Spotify next. Oh gosh, maybe, but this is, <laughs> this is a good point because here's what Megan says, perhaps Facebook podcasts will be good for discoverability. Now that was the thing yeah. as, because we brought up the beginning of the show, we have all these A-listers and all these, you know, celebrities and all of these people. Um, and it used to be Apple podcast was the place so you'd have to get on the, you know, the new and noteworthy and all this stuff. Discoverability has started to become a problem for a lot of people or a lot of new podcasts. Something like this makes me a little bit excited that there's another place that we might be able to discover podcasts a little bit better. And we all know Facebook, when something rolls out, they prioritize it in the feed and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so, uh, one of my clients actually got the email before they're rolling out to select users for this, and it looks pretty cool. So, Aaron, what, what we, let's say for your clients and your podcasting, will you use Facebook to stream the podcast as another destination? That is a good question, and I'm going to need to <laughs> – I'm going to need to think about it. I, I mean, honestly, for us, it's a little bit different because – of what we podcast about, um, we get in trouble on Facebook all the time for talking about cryptocurrency and you know, they just, they're not, they're not great about, you know, promoting that. I mean, it's, it seems to be fine now. Um, I guess my, my big question here would be, are the little guys going to get lost if they're, you know, it's, it's, they always roll it out to the blue check marks and the celebs first. Mm-hmm. So are they going to get all the exposure around this? And then, I mean, like I said at the before, how long is this really going to last? Is it going to last long enough for the little guys to actually see any successes from this? Interesting. I don't know, thing- what do you guys think? This- well, I think you you have a good point because I mean even now <clears throat> excuse me even now they've just rolled it out very exclusively to a select number of podcasts like these hand selected right. podcasts and it is funny that you mentioned that they are not very good about your cryptocurrency app because did, weren't they launching their own cryptocurrency like I wonder if that has something to do mm-hmm. with it yeah and so they they were for a minute and then they. <laughs> Um, forgot they backed up. Uh, yeah, they got, in, I, this was like when everything, you know, Mark was going to the trials and, and oh, yeah. facing all kinds of, of issues. And so they, I think they walked it back on Libra was what it was called. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. believe that they are still working on something else now and they've changed the name. Um, in fact, uh, oh my gosh, who was I, I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, she had done like a bunch of research and and talked to two women at Facebook that are working on the new project. Um, I I don't I can't remember what the name of the new mm-hmm. cryptocurrency is. And what's really funny about that is they were being really tough on us and like 
they've, you know, they've shut down our pages. They've shut down our Instagram. Um, we have to fight to get it back. And when they were really big on the crypto stuff, then we weren't having any problems with getting ads approved or anything like that. And then when that all kind of went away, then it started again where it was uh. like, Oh, we're our pages, you know, in trouble again. Or, and we don't even post, like, we're not, we're not out there shilling projects or trying to get people to buy stuff, but it's more news and interviews talking to people that are doing things in the industry. So it's, it's interesting to me that we get in trouble for stuff like that when there's other people out there that are that are doing the things that are, you know, invest in this project, buy this, do that. And I don't yeah. know. Facebook is a is an interesting beast for sure. So I wanted to bring up some more comments. Uh, Ian says, great to say Aaron on with the gang. And and Dustin Hi, says uh, this. He says, um, that's an interesting phenomenon. Is it becoming harder for non-celebrities to break out with new features they rolled out to celebrities first? So I think that is very interesting, too. And I think there is some a good point about that. One of the things I'm excited about, I'm going to go with the glass half full kind of thinking, is that I like another destination that I'll be able to stream my podcast to. And it's going to through the RSS feed. They'll be able to do that. They'll be able to. I'll be able to cut out clips easier and share them with my audience, which I think will be good for discoverability. And also, and this goes back to an article Tom Webster wrote a while back, and he was talking about how we need to change our call to action with uh, podcasts instead of going subscribe to our podcast because that makes people think that it's it costs something. And you go and do a poll right now, and a lot of people still to this day think podcasts cost money, and so. Um, Back to the Facebook thing, being able to stream that to to this older demographic, I would think on Facebook, um, I think it's going to open it up because people, like my parents, don't know how to use a podcast app. They don't know Apple, you know, the Apple podcast app and Overcast and all those, but they know how to use Facebook. And so that's mm -hmm. my hope and thinking that it's going to open up an audience to if all I have to do is log into Facebook and kick play and they can hear my podcast, that might be a good thing for the smaller podcasters. That's just what I'm hoping. So anyway, that's true. And, and I, I would add, um, as long as it's easy for you to get your, your podcast on there, right? Like, I mean, I'm just, there's so many, especially like just when you're starting a new podcast, I mean, think about all the different places you already have to, submit and you know go through the process of getting your podcast listed on the i mean i can't even think of all right. you know there's obviously the the main ones google play itunes spotify um iHeartRadio, Castbox, um yeah, stitcher i mean the list goes on and on and on and so now you add in facebook um I mean, are, are we going to have to do anything different for like the Spotify green rooms? Like, right. I don't know. There's it, it, it always takes me back to the can you do it all in all the places and by doing it all or putting it out there in all the places, is it are you getting anything in return for that? You know, is it worth the the effort that you're that you're putting into it? Yeah, I think it's what's going to happen with this is from what since it's an RSS feed and there's not you're not going to have to upload anything. I'm assuming that all the big players, the podcast hosts, let's say Libsyn, uh, Blueberry, you know, Simplecast, which what we use, is that you just hit you just go to another destination and it just does it automatically. 
if Facebook's smart, that's how easy they're going to make it to do. And if that is so, then I go back to what I said before is like, yeah, this is, this will be great for another place. There's a lot of eyeballs on here. And if my mom can play my podcast and listen to it and just put it in her pocket, that's going to be a win right. for me, you know, cause mom is like, yeah. Amazing. So, uh, but anyway, so let's go. You mentioned the Spotify uh, thing, the the green room. So, Grace, talk about this because once again, this is a kind of a cool thing. But once again, it's we've heard this this song before. Yeah, it's another live room and podcasting integration, but this time from Spotify, which is actually partnering with Facebook. So this is extra confusing. I don't know if we're talking about a competitor or the same thing. Anyway, so they recently acquired a new mobile app or they rolled out and launched a new mobile app called Spotify Greenroom. And it allows anyone worldwide to join or host a live audio room and optionally turn those conversations into podcasts. I would imagine that this is also a good way to promote your podcast, maybe an after show or a pre-show perhaps, I'm not sure. And they're also announcing a creator fund that'll help fuel the new app for more content in the future, which is something a lot of, I know TikTok does it a lot where they'll launch a new product and then rather than inviting celebrities necessarily, they will just create a creator fund so that smaller uh, productions or what you know, smaller creators can just uh, also use the new technologies. They're not just rolling it out to, you know, people that are already popular. So interesting is Spotify Greenroom is now live on both iOS and Android across 135 markets around the world. Spotify itself is actually in 178. So I wonder which ones were excluded, but it's only available in English right now with plans to expand as it grows further. So, you know, this is being called their Clubhouse rival. Now, I keep reading about the decline of Clubhouse as people are getting out more. You know, it, it seemed to be this really great thing for when people were stuck at home. Do you think this decline has more to do with other social media apps launching or is social audio not really where it's at? Or, you know, and I personally I only ever really hear about Twitter spaces and, and Clubhouse as the two big places. But I know, I think last time we talked about this, there were what, 35 other companies doing this too, Jeff? Yeah. Anyway, Aaron, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Wow. I don't, I don't think I even knew that there were 35 companies, um, doing, doing the live audio type things. Um, so I'll, I'll go back to, you know, when clubhouse first came out, I, many, many of you or may or may not know, but I've been in the middle of a transition, like this whole year, I feel like, um, moving from Colorado to now I'm in Puerto Rico, but it was a process and clubhouse came out like during the beginning of that process. And, um, so it was just something that I really, I just didn't have the time or energy to look into it. I would get on there and like, listen to a few things, you know, you'd get invited to, to join rooms and, and all that. Um, we did with the Bad Crypto Podcast, try to do it. Um, they started a show. The plan was we were going to do Thursday nights. It was going to be like an extra show for, you know, followers and, you know, fans of the show to come on and and we'd interview people and talk to people and all that. But I think the guys did it two times. And then we had a conflict for the the time, you know, one week and then again the next week. And then it just went away. And I think that's the hardest part about these 
any, not just Clubhouse, but any of this live audio stuff. I mean, it's really, it's like anything you do live, if you can't do it consistently, then you tend to lose that, the, 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 um, pressure, the motivation to keep going. You know, you, um, it's like the, the ball rolling down the hill, right? You pick up speed and acceleration. And when you stop that, then it's like full stop, right? And you have to get started again. And I think that, I also think that there is um, burnout. There's burnout, not only from like the creator side of things, but burnout from the people that are listening. Like you can only, there's only so much time in the day. And I, I mean, I'll be very honest with Clubhouse. Like I had it on um, and I was getting notifications. I had to, I had to turn everything off because it was just like, ding, 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 like all day long. Everybody's going live and inviting you and like, who, who has time for that? Like I have actual work to do and, right. and, and a life. life to lead. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, yeah. you were saying, we were talking about that before the, sh- you're talking about that before the show. You're just like, who has time for all of this? I don't. I mean, like right. I, I do the show and then I go take a nap. I mean, like, I'm okay. napping right now, actually. <laughs> you're um, napping right now. So that just is a skill that I have. Uh, so Sabrina goes, right. You can't be everything to everyone. And, um, and Ian goes, I'm looking forward to MySpace audio rooms. So let me know how that works out for you. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I can't yeah. wait. Um, and this is true. He also says it's one of the big barriers I had with Clubhouse. Just haven't had the time. So that's yeah. so. But we've had R- Ramon Ray on and he is integrated into his strategy and his networking. So uh, I can listen. I built my business on Google Plus and the relationships that I made there continue to benefit my business today. So I'm not knocking anybody who's used no. these um, audio platforms and and really got value from them. Because I think you can do that with, with wherever, like Aaron was saying, where you show up consistently. Um, it's just like, it's everywhere. And I'd like to know if you guys have, are continuing to use Clubhouse. You guys are in the audience watching right now. I know Dustin is uh, big on Twitter spaces. Is that still growing for you, Dustin? Is that still a thing that you see uh, continuing? I really... Uh, think it may be um, something that like we have that like Grace mentioned like pre-conference or post-conference like let's get on you know Clubhouse as we're going to San Diego and you know where we we're, let's meet up and, and do a meetup with you know the crypto podcast people and let's do a meetup and use it for communication and stuff like that I think that might be a tie-in um, it just I think it just once again depends on where your audience is at because you cannot be everywhere <laughs> all the time, especially like Aaron said, with live stuff. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, this show, right. luckily with uh, with Restream, we're able to go everywhere and I can pull in comments from everywhere because uh, this, the technology, but Clubhouse, you can't really do that. It's like, you're there, it's off, it's over, it's done. If you missed it, too bad. I mean, the good thing about it is you don't have to do hair and makeup. You don't have to shower. You, I could be doing it from the beach and nobody would know the difference. Um, I was also going to add, I think there is definitely, there are things that you could do with these live audios, um, you know, Clubhouse, Spotify, whatever it is, um, that that really help foster the, the fans of your podcast. And I don't know if there's a way to 
to do that, um, what I'm thinking, but I'm thinking if, if there's a way to somewhat segment your audience so that the, the true fans and followers get some, it's like bonus content, added mm-hmm. content that it's more for, you know, the people that, that really love your show and they just can't get enough of you. And so it's like an added bonus that they get this on top of what you normally put out there. So right. if there's a way to for them to I think offer that, um, I think that could be I think that could be really interesting for especially for podcasts that you know let's say you have like a really big name guest on, and you record the show, but then after the show you do a clubhouse and you have that guest on and people are able to come in and actually you know ask questions of that person. That would be like a nice bonus, right? Yeah, I see. I think that that ability to have access to those people. And a lot of people don't want to get live on camera because they have to get, but they would go on, on audio. So an example that I love to use is like uh, the podcast I produced before Guy Kawasaki, he got on clubhouse and he had one of his guests, which was Jane Goodall. And I was able to get on the stage with Jane Goodall. That was a big deal for me. And so that kind of stuff where you can one people in the audience can ask questions of Guy and Jane, that's a big thing to do. And using it in that way, I think you're spot on. So uh, I really think that's interesting. And uh, uh, so Dustin, I asked the question about Twitter spaces. He goes, I've not been using spaces as much as I would like, but that's because he's on building behind the scenes mode. But he does see spaces thriving for creators who are taking advantage of it. So just like what we were talking about, that access, I think, is good. Um, and then let's Jim, highlight, Oh, I was oh yeah. Say, let's let's yeah. highlight Jim's quote at uh, Jim's quote. And then Megan. Yeah. So he goes, I think Twitter spaces and green room will work better for conferences than clubhouse green room. lets the audience chat. If not on stage, that's a key point. That's a thanks Jim. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Spaces also allows audience reaction and brands can participate. And I believe the green room will allow you to actually record that conversation as a podcast yeah. later, which is another big deal. Um, especially for podcasters. So if you're on Spotify, it's one of your destinations and you can do this as well. I think it's pretty cool. And then Megan, uh, yeah, she goes, uh, I just did a talk on using audio to add impact to your events. So I'm onto something because if Megan's doing it, then I must be smart. So, you know, so that the, the, um, Spotify green room stuff really, that is sparking my interest. Like I'm, I'm going to go, when we get done with this, I'm going to go look into that some more because I think that could be, I think that could be really beneficial for the bad crypto podcast. Um, just because they definitely like, oftentimes we have the bigger names that our fans are like, Oh man, I'd love to, you know, have, be able to ask so-and-so a question. And that, that could be really cool just to have them in the, the green room mm-hmm. with the, the speaker. So yeah. So Gary says he likes Twitter spaces. Oh, he's from over on YouTube. Thanks for watching over there, Gary. He says, I like Twitter spaces better than Clubhouse. Why do you like it better, uh, Gary? I'd love to know why you like Twitter spaces better um, than Clubhouse. I can tell you why I like it better, Gary, is that I've been on Twitter for over a decade now, right? Because I was on it when it first launched and I've already established a community there. So it doesn't feel like, at least in my opinion, it doesn't feel like I'm building something new or from scratch. I'm already on there. So perhaps you feel the same way, but I'd love to hear why you like it better. Yeah. Gary says he can share the tweets. That's what's really cool. Yeah. You can bring up tweets in there. And Dustin has another great point. He goes with every new feature platform, he gets more bullish on sticking to one or two platforms. Audience fracture is a big problem. So I know Aaron talked about that a little bit 
Um, and I'm with you, Dustin. And Sabrina (laughs) says, I would love a replay of any audio room instead of missing it forever. That is my big, that was my whole thing when Snapchat stories, I mean, the, the 24 hour stuff went away. I mean, I get it for the, but I'm just like, man, I, I'm a repurposing nut. And so I just, it's hard for me to let content go. It just really is, especially if you get a good uh, guest. And, and let's let's just talk about that for a second, because that is something that irritates me so much. I can't tell you how many times on Instagram stories somebody like tags me or sends me something, and then I can't see it because I don't go look life. at Instagram. <laughs> right? I don't go look every day. I mean, I look pretty much every day at most my, but you know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's oh my gosh. 36 hours that I haven't opened my Instagram account. (laughs) And so then I miss it. And I'm like, what'd you, what was that? Because I totally missed it. Yeah, totally. You know, something I never miss though is stuff from my friends over at Ecamm. So what a great segue for that. So that's how we're doing the show and bringing up all these uh, cool comments that we've had from Sabrina, Gary, Dustin, and all the people watching live is that I'm able to build the show any way I really want to. It's it's so customizable. You guys really need to go check that out. Uh, Go find out more about my friends over at Ecamm at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash slash ecam but wait there's more just like from ronco <laughs> the amazing thing what ecam does is does what grace tell us works well with restream like peanut butter and jelly there's no better way to distribute that content that content you are creating than with restream especially if you're doing live video audio and podcasting as part of your marketing strategy so with restream where we are uh, distributing the show right now we get a live recording of this video just automatically as part of uh, our pro account and then we also get just the audio and then even split track audio so if i'm insanely loud or I talk insanely fast, you can adjust my audio as you're editing it. But usually we just take the content and, you know, put the beginning and the end to it, the intro, outro, and distribute it because it is that easy. So everything from custom branding to multi-streaming to over 30 online destination, and then also being able to repurpose all of that content you're creating because I too am a repurposing advocate. I am a repurposing evangelist. So find out all about how to get started with Restream at Social Media News Live dot com forward slash restream so there we go see and dustin goes brilliant transition so yeah so dustin remembers back in the day because he's like i mentioned google plus um he's one of my pals from over there and remember back in the day it was hard to go live and do com- i mean comments was a thing you could only pull comments from one spot but you can do it from all these different places now on restream and so as yeah. Rita goes yeah leave no content behind i think uh, i <laughs> that is a great you need to trademark that that is great or, or make a t-shirt sabrina because i would buy that so uh um, wear that t-shirt on this show that's right we would so this next segment our our final segment today is once again some more spotify news they acquired this company called pods and so they are a a podcast discovery specialist and it's a startup that uses machine learning technology to generate preview clips of podcasts so you know as podcasters we often use like apps like headliner to create clips on and promote on their social media accounts and what pause does it kind of follows the same idea since you know most podcasts are upward of 30 minutes long it's really hard for listeners to browse those new shows uh so listening to an episode of a podcast isn't you know that easy as like going through spotify and just like 
clicking on a new art artist or something somebody recommends. So this acquisition is aimed at improving podcast discoverability, which we've talked about before. It lets users browse short clips rather than 30 minute plus podcast episodes. This is going to, Spotify says it's going to make it easier for listeners to find the content they want to listen to and for creators to be able to discover, to be discovered and build a fan base. So Pod told TechCrunch that users on its platform usually only follow up to, you know, they, they've Typically, only they follow up to 30 podcasts, and the average is seven. So just by using this platform, it seems like the people are discovering podcasts and following them at a higher rate than before. So what I love about this is this instant promotional material for your podcast and helps listeners find the, their way to you. So, Aaron, I was going to ask you, I know we talked about Headliner. Is there anything else that you like to use to promote your podcast? Because it's getting more and more crowded out there, and this is more and more important. Um, well, my question actually comes back to you because uh -oh. I'm curious. So how do they, are they, um, are they doing a, like, because you like this, you might like that, or are they just randomly generating what you may or may not like, um, as far as what they're serving up to you? So what I was Is able to... I went to try to download the app when I saw this because I'm always looking for tools that'll help me promote my podcast. There was another one that did a stories like one that was really good until they updated it and then it was kind of broken. But uh, you can't download it now because Spotify said they're going to integrate this into their platform uh, later in the year. But from what I understand okay. is you'll be able to, it'll help instead of having to randomly listen to a podcast, it's going to serve you up almost like, oh, what's that service that like short shortens books that you can go and um, Blinkist. It's kind of like Blinkist, but maybe for okay. podcasts where you can listen to those and it's going to give you recommendations that you like. And then you'll also be able to take those podcasts that you're already subscribed to is and clip them up and send them out. Just like we talked about Facebook supposed to be able to do with theirs. So um, right. anything that lets me do that easily on my phone, I'm all for because I, I, agree. I agree. Headliner's great, but in, as a workflow, be having to download something, upload it, clip it up, and then download mm -hmm. it again, it just is like watching paint dry for me. And so something that's yeah, easy I, on an app. I, yeah. I definitely use Headliner. And one of the things that I find frustrating is even when you have it set up to like auto do your, your, your videos, um, you can't adjust anything. You can't, they're like, oh, that's coming down the line. But like, I want to be able to change those images and, and do something with it. So I, I mean, I definitely use headliner uh, for the videos for, you know, YouTube and well, for all the socials. Right. Um, and then I also use, I haven't been using it as much lately, but um, in video mm -hmm. I use uh, for stories uh, for story creation, uh, because then I can, you know, take quotes and I can change the images and make it, it just looks better for stories. Um, one of the things that we do a lot of is we actually use a lot of um, different, I guess you would call them alternative social media platforms. So we do a lot in Telegram and Discord. Mm. And Discord is one that we've actually been been really focusing a lot on. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with it or have seen it or have it. Yeah. Um, but you can segment out, you know, your groups and you can give people different access to different things. Um, for And this is just a side story, but we have for the bad crypto podcast, we have, we call them bad <laughs> And, um, 
they they help us just like curate content and you know they'll post interesting stuff that they see and we just had somebody who was a very well-known figure in cryptocurrency i'm sure it was trending on twitter but john mcafee the founder of mcafee um Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. antivirus software died and um so one of the things he was on our show four times and i was like oh we should do a tribute show you know and pull some of the best clips from his shows and i'm like oh my god thinking about that as the producer of the show i'm thinking that's a minimum of five hours work just to listen to those shows and find you know the good clips right so instead of me having to do all that we we put it out to our bad acidors and they were like yeah and so i had all these notes they went and listened to the shows you know put time spots where he said something great and now all i have to do is go pull those and and put it together so um the point of that is that you know there's there's alternative social medias that you can be using differently than you know the traditional facebook twitter linkedin Right. Platforms. So uh, if somebody, I, I think, go ahead. You think I was just, if if your audience is willing and able, we right. have a different audience because it's you know cryptocurrency and they're into other types of right conversations. I guess. So if if people don't know what Discord is, it's almost I would ex- describe it as almost like Slack for gamers. I think that's where it kind of came yeah. from. I mean, it kind of looks a lot like Slack. That's a good explanation and. Um, the, the cool thing is, is a lot of gamers you have, they communicate with their, uh, their audience with um, Discord, but a lot of live streamers like use uh, Discord as another thing. So, uh, and I know like, cause I know about all the Reddit and the Wall Street bets and all that stuff, they use Discord a lot as well. And so it makes perfect yeah. sense that your audience would be uh, using that. So once again, we've talked about this throughout the show is knowing your audience and where to go and all that stuff. So that's, that's awesome. Um, one of the things about this, this pods that I think is really interesting. And if you read the article, it talks about the machine learning. And I think that's the key of why Spotify got it. So what I'm envisioning what would happen is to help discoverability is that it goes through and listens to um, this, you know, um, Aaron's amazing tips that she's given on the show and has found it like a 30 second clip and plays that because it knows that this audience likes that kind of conversation. And so that's how, how it's helping uh, with this machine learning, uh, these podcasts get discovered. And so just like uh, we mentioned at the top of this segment that, uh, it goes, you know, most people follow seven and they were falling up to 30 because of this. So I think it's going to suggest things you want to hear, and then just going to be able to, you know, you'll be able to connect with those people that way. So I'm kind of excited about it. Spotify, anything that gives Apple, uh, some competition, I think is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real yeah. big deal because it's, you know, they've yeah. had it for so long that, you know, they're gonna have to step up their game a little bit. So anyway. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's funny because like Spotify just started off as like a music service, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when it first launched here in the US, it was just music and now it's expanded to podcasts and it is people's podcast distribution choice. You know, I know everyone has their favorite, but mm-hmm. I like Spotify a lot for that. Yeah. So this integration is, is just a no brainer to me. Absolutely. Right. So Aaron, last question uh, before we wrap things up, what so let's say you, you, you're onboarding a new client and they want to have a podcast. What are some tips that you're going to do to help them get their podcasts, quote, discovered? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, so first thing, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but making sure that you actually get your podcast out there on all the different platforms. And there are, I think there's like a million now. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but then the other, I mean, obviously, like, these are all just uh, general tips, because you should be doing this for any business. It doesn't even matter if it's a podcast or you know, a brick and mortar or online services or whatever. And that is whatever the name is, make sure that you can get that name and be consistent across all the social media platforms. I, I can't tell you how often I see um, businesses that have, you know, on Facebook, their one name and then on Twitter, right, there's something right. else because yeah. it's not available. And it's just something like, think about those things before you decide on your name. Or figure out whatever, you know, fits within the character limits you have that will work across all platforms. Because there's nothing, and, and I, I find this, like, the one of the things I get the most frustrated with as a social media and podcast person, because I'm often working with other companies and I need to tag them. And when they have all these different names on different right. platforms, it's yes. so hard because you can't, like you don't have an easy way on the, like when you're talking to somebody recording, you can't say, Oh, like, for example, you can find me everywhere at socially powered. That is I'm at socially powered on all the social media platforms. And if I was at socially powered on one and then I'm, you know, I don't know, get socially powered or something like that, then it just makes it so confusing to, find you online if you don't have the same name. So that's, you know, easy things. I mean, there, there's obviously a ton of other things that you can do. And that is, you know, ask your friends and family when you're just getting started out to, to listen, to share, to subscribe, to review, you know, the more reviews, the more listens you have, especially reviews, they like to reward you and, you know, mm -hmm. you move up um, the ranks for, you know, if you have a lot of good reviews, um, putting the clips out there, you know, doing the take, you know, 30 second spots or a minute spots and sharing them on stories. And, you know, if you have the budget, maybe put some ad spend behind that on Facebook and Google or Twitter or wherever it is that you're, you know, focusing your, your right. social media and, um, you know, yeah, announcing I the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Getting it out there so people know about, it, I think is key. And so by the way, that's a perfect segue that it would be really great if you guys would go to Apple podcasts, find social media news live, <laughs> give us a rating and review because we need it. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was a perfect little softball there. So, um, um, Dustin says this, he goes, he has so much respect for Spotify evolving their business. He says, I don't use it, but he respects how they have evolved from just a music streaming service. And he also went, yes, consistent naming across all the things because yeah, yes. uh, I, we all who have done any sort of social media marketing feel your pain, Aaron, when they was mm -hmm. like, what are they mm -hmm. now? They're this and the what? And uh, anyway, so um, yes. with that, but we don't want to end the show without Aaron, you giving uh, a, a little plug for yourself. Where can people find you, your shows, everything? Where can people find out more about you? Well, I already said it, uh, <laughs> but know. at Socially Powered, you can find me anywhere. My website is sociallypowered.com and I'm on all the socials at Socially Powered. 
uh, my podcast. I would love it if you guys want to go take a listen. Um, like yep. Jeff mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's all about um, blockchain, cryptocurrency, and digital marketing. It, it is the socially powered digital marketing show, and you can find that on you know, all your favorite podcast players and on my website, sociallypowered.com. Yep. And if you're looking for Aaron, it's spelled E-R-I-N-C-E-L-L. So you can uh, also, and socially like powered, of course. Phone. Yeah. Like a cell phone. <laughs> very, very good. So thanks, Aaron, so much for being here today. Thank you guys for watching. Our next show is on Friday, uh, July 2nd at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central. Um, you can find us always at Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. And don't forget, you can also text us at 903-287-9088. Get on our calendar. Get past all these pesky algorithms and actually get reminded by the show. No spam, just directly into my little mobile device. And uh, would love for you guys to do that as well. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Grace, thank you for being here with us today. Where can people find you? Because you're everywhere as well. I am. You can actually find me over at the Restream community over at Facebook. Love for you to join everyone from beginners to pros on there talking about how to get started with live streaming. You can just find that by searching Restream community over on Facebook. And then I'd also like to invite you to join us over at the Restream YouTube channel where we have a whole lineup of shows all about the business of live streaming. And yeah, Grace is all in charge of that now. So uh, don't forget, helping our sponsors helps us as well. So make sure you guys go check out socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam who helps produce this show. And we've already mentioned Restream. It's an amazing way to go live in all the places all at the same time. So check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream. With that, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate y'all. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Social Media News Live.